Welcome back, everyone. This is Jerry Bites. I'm Davis, educator with over 10 years of experience. And I'm Orion, the founder of Stellar GRE. We're here to bring you your weekly bite-sized episode on GRE prep and grad school admissions. For more information, check us out at StellarGRE.com. Okay, so we've talked a lot. We've had multiple episodes. I think this is close to episode 20 now. And we've talked about the quantitative section a lot and general strategies a lot. Um, one thing we haven't gotten into so much is the writing section. We talked about it a little bit. We did one episode about how the essay was graded. We got a yeah, little bit into it. That's right. That's it was right. Graded by the computer, the that's algorithm. Right. It's called the E-Rater. Still, like it's one out of 20. It's true. So let's make it two out of 20 here. Okay. So uh, what, are the, what are the tips and tricks? What's something that you can give these people in a 10-minute episode of Jerry Bites on preparing or a strategy for the writing section. I will give the people my strategy. Yes, that's right. what I'm here to do. All right. So um, as I mentioned in that previous episode, your essays are graded by a computer called the E-Rater. If you go to the ETS website, they make no bones about this. They don't really shout it from the mountaintops because having somebody's writing graded by a computer makes folks understandably nervous that it's going to be misunderstood because a computer can't actually read. It can only simulate reading in a very rudimentary way. Um, so your essay is going to be graded by this computer. And if we can understand how the computer uses its grading rubric, we can write in such a way such that what the computer goes looking for, it finds. and says, wow, this is a great essay according to my standards, my computerized standards. I'm going to give this essay a great score. That's our goal. By kind of hacking the writing section of the test. And if we put ourselves in the computer like perspective, like a consciousness, if that's can use that word, the only thing that is perceptible to a computer is quantifiable data, right? That which can be counted. If it can't be counted, it's completely invisible mm -hmm. to a computer. So a lot of the things that are very important in writing for a human being, like persuasiveness or cogency. Those are such high-level abstractions that they are, it's like infrared light to us. We can't see it. So it functionally doesn't exist at all. So there are many, many ways that you can quantifiably count a piece of writing. But by far, the most important factor that goes into students' overall score is total word count. Yeah, yeah. Which I mentioned previously. Mm -hmm. Total word count is the king. Longer is stronger, maybe. That's what it's all about. So the more words that you can write in the time limit, the more likely you're going to get a higher score on the writing section. Yeah, the reason I'm smiling is because this, the writing section, and particularly Stellar Jerry's approach to the writing section is just, it's like you mentioned in a previous episode. It's Neo seeing the code, and you just cut right through all the BS and all the weight and baggage because... Yep. You're not going to find this anywhere else. No, and this is... Uh, it's... I mean, you got you to get to this section in, in the GRU full, full tutorial, but word count, you quantify it. So, for example, the computer, for example, is not fact-checking. No. It doesn't... It's not... It's not what is a fact, Davis? Have you been paying attention? That's like, what that's, I'm saying. That's something that we're debating now. So... so quantifiability, you've got total word count and you're aiming, what's the word count you're aiming for? Oh, that's a good question. So if you can write in recognizable English on something that kind of has to do with the prompt at the level of around 
800 words, mm -hmm. you will likely get a five at least, which is the 92nd percentile. That's just incredible. 800 words is the threshold that we are shooting for for our essays. And a computer could quantify uh, uh, grammatical or spelling errors, but those things are not being looked are those things being graded or weighted on the computer? It's a good scale? question. A lot of students worry about their spelling and grammar and syntax. And take time away from the 800-word goal to go back and mm -hmm. delete, 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 and retype it. Yeah, not a good idea. So you do not gain points for spelling, grammar, or syntax. You can lose points, but according to ETS's own literature, you can only lose points on those for those reasons, if the spelling, grammar, syntax, etc., is so bad that it detracts from the intended meaning of the sentence, mm -hmm. which is somewhat vague. But in my experience, that basically means that you have to spell more words wrong than right. They really uh, err on the side of giving students a very wide berth when it comes to spelling and grammar. Why is that? Because this is not actually a test of English spelling, grammar, and language mechanics. Mm -hmm. That's the TOEFL, mm -hmm. which is actually another test that's developed by ETS. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to have brand confusion on, on that sense. But also the TOEFL is an achievement test, mm -hmm. which is that if you know the rules of English grammar and conjugation and vocabulary, you should do well because it's testing you on your English language mastery. The GRE is not an achievement test, it's an aptitude test. It's intending to test students potential for performance in a future achievement context, i.e. grad school. Mm -hmm. So the more that it, it actually grades hard, concrete knowledge, the more it deviates from its intended purpose and also its psychometric validation and its legal basis. Mm -hmm. If it would, it would be unethical and illegal for ETS to grade essays as an English language test. Mm -hmm. For the reasons I basically spelled out. That's right. That's great. So, so far in terms of those metrics, we've got 800 word count. Don't let minor spelling or grammar issues detract you from hitting that goal. Uh, it won't quantify truth or falsity um, in some of the information you're writing down. That's right. Um, what about like uh, uh, quotations or, or source like source material like um trying to is there is there a certain threshold you want to hit writing in the writing section of how many like references to outside material or you definitely need evidence to back up evidence, your arguments yeah. that's what i call it and evidentiary sentences are one of the four types of sentences that the algorithm is programmed to identify though it does so again very rudimentarily um, that's kind of getting into the weeds but i do want to focus on in this episode is the word count okay 800 words because 800 words doesn't sound like a lot, but in my experience, most students need several attempts to hit that threshold. And that's just an initial threshold. If you can write above 800, 1,000, 1,200 words, so much the better. But 800 is like our initial target for word count. And as I said, in my experience, students need multiple attempts to get there. Because it's very hard to like write off top of your head on a subject that you've just seen moments ago, you've probably, you might not ever have considered in your entire life, mm -hmm. um, and you're under a, a very strict performative evaluative context, it's, it's hard to be 
loose and flexible and to just let it flow. And that's really what we're talking about here. So if you're having trouble reaching that word count target, I have a, a little trick that I suggest to students to kind of get the creative juices flowing. And it's, it's basically a five minute free write. So you can do this before a practice test. You can do this even before the actual exam, let's say in the parking lot outside the testing center or you know, a few minutes before you start your at-home administration, which is basically you open up a blank Word document, set a timer on your phone for five minutes, and then keep your fingers moving. You have to keep typing. You cannot stop typing. You cannot stop typing even for one second. And you don't have to worry about punctuation or spelling. It doesn't really have to make sense. It doesn't have to be interesting. It can be repetitive. In fact, repetitive is better. You, know? you see what I'm saying? That is a skill to be able to kind of like get out of your own way and to just let the content flow through you is a very useful skill for grad school because you're going to be doing a lot of writing in grad school. Mm -hmm. And if you don't kind of figure out how to produce copy, you're going to hate your life on some level. And it's extremely useful for the GRE because what we're saying doesn't even really have to be true. It doesn't really have to be interesting. It doesn't really have to be cogent and mm -hmm. consistent. It just needs to be a lot. Mm -hmm. And so it's like this sphincter that can be relaxed and all of this content can flow out. <laughs> quantity over quality. Absolutely. Yeah. I tell students they want to embrace their inner B student because this much B-level writing will always beat this much A-level writing. The B student or BS student? Well, I mean, it's a little bit of both in this case, huh? That's good. That's fine. But You're just for talking about sphincters. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Walked into that one. Okay. <laughs> so the, the A-level students often, through their own perfectionism, shoot themselves in the foot. I've worked with many high-quality writers and often writers who pride themselves in their writing ability who struggle on the GRE writing It's, it's a slow, it's a self-reflective, it's a, it's a, it's a walking, it's, you're, you're writing and editing at the same time. Yep. And that's what we want to avoid. We want to just get the content on yep. the page. And they're on, to the extent that they're proud of their ability, and it might be justifiable, but they're also identified with the quality of the content. It's hard for folks who pride themselves mm -hmm. on their writing ability to write under that ability, yeah, you know what so I'm saying. Embrace the inner beast. Like you got it's like ha, keep that keep those writing skills sharp, but use them in a context that there's actually a human being who can appreciate how good your writing skills are. Right. Don't don't be so misguided and benighted by that pride and identification that you're unwilling to change your strategy. Like you said effective. at the beginning, you just got to put yourself in the framework that a computer is grading this on an algorithm. It can only grade what it can quantify. Yep. And for certain reasons you talked about earlier in this episode, it can't grade those things that we might pride ourselves that a human would be put off by. Correct. That's right. So the five-minute free write is designed to get the creative juices flowing to practice allowing the sensor to recede into the background to not judge your content as you're producing it and to produce as much as possible within a given time. Mm -hmm. And this is awkward and difficult to do the first few times. It, it, you're going to have a blank, but you're going to have to keep, I'm drawing a blank and I'm still drawing a blank and the blank is still happening and blank, 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 blank. Oh, now I'm rhyming. And it's like, it, you have to just power through it. Mm -hmm. And it's going to feel weird the first few times you do it. But again, if you can, 
it's like a switch in your mind that you can learn to have some measure of agency and control over, and then you just flip the switch, boom, out comes the words. I've had students who could write 2,000 words in Dang, the time in that, in that half an hour. Is half an hour, 20, 20 minutes? 30 minutes yeah. each essay. I mean, that is, I'll be honest, that's unusual. That's definitely like a 99% outlier. Right. But it's possible. Yeah. So it's really about getting out of your own way and producing as much content as possible within the given time limit. That's your best bet of hitting a top percentile score on writing section material. That's right. And again, this kind of uh, tips and tricks that you're getting here is only found at Stellar Jiri. Only! It's, no one else will talk about this. I'm serious. It's wonderful and it works, I know, from personal experience. Thank you guys for tuning in today. We're back next week for another bite sized episode of Jiri Vice. If you have a topic you'd like to discuss on a future episode, let us know at stellarjiri at gmail.com. And, of course, if you're interested in either Jiri Prep or Grad School Consulting, check us out at stellarjiri.com. Talk to you guys again soon.